thing that matters. Live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. In Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM dial at 15 minutes or thereabouts, our friend Tom Cakert, HawkeyeReport.com, will join us. We'll recap yesterday. We'll preview uh, Sunday's 11.30. Trent, it's early, is it not? It is an early 11:30 game, 11.30 yeah. Fox, I want to say. Big Fox has that one. So that means we'll get the screamer. Oh, Gus Johnson. Oh, God. You know, he's uh, two commercials now for Casey's. Is he really? Yes. Our Casey's? Our Casey's. So I'm calling uh, for the Girls Digital Network a game Monday. Yeah. And we have the screen up and the commercials that are playing. And I do a double take because I see a Casey's commercial and there's Gus Johnson eating Casey's pizza. Well, you can't blame him for that. Right. Of course not. But just a little bit surprised to see in our little Midwest outpost. There's Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson's going to move the Casey's needle. Well, um hats off <laughs> good good yes. for you good for you i i could do without him uh on uh on sunday anyways enough about that uh claxon's barbecue a giveaway coming up here at eleven forty-five. right now he's dave sprout k-a-s-i in ames uh that's where iowa state plays in story county and dave sprout's with us on fridays and mondays and uh let's get right to it hello dave sprout trenton ken how are you i am fantastic great to hear from you guys well, what can we say about last night? Um, you know, obviously it didn't go there. What What is it about Texas Tech? Have you seen this stat? The last four games, they've beaten Iowa State by 27, 27, 30, and 25. That's mm. crazy. Over 100 points they've lost in the last four games against Texas Tech. What is it about the Red Raiders and Hoops, Dave? I think the big difference is that Texas Tech is really, really good at basketball, and yeah. Iowa State is not. You might be on to something <laughs> I mean, that's here. A, that's the best explanation I can come up with. Yeah, it's, um, it's just it's just re- remarkable how uh, out of hand they got. And then the humiliation at the end, right, putting in the manager and he, and he takes a charge. So let's, uh, let's get to Rasir Bolton, and it sounds like – the likelihood of, uh, of of Bolton being back in the lineup, a prom is um, it, it doesn't sound like he's going to play. Let's leave it at that. That it'll be it'll be a surprise if he's on the floor tomorrow uh, when they take on K State. Yeah, that uh, seems to be the indication that uh, that Steve Prom is giving us uh, out of last night's game at the very least. And you know, obviously, that's going to hurt in a game where you might you look at it on paper and say, well, this is kind of winnable because Kansas State isn't that good, and uh, Iowa State, uh, you know looking for that one Big 12 win of the season and something, at least to give you a little pride on the year, and now you're going to be without your, your league scorer and assist man. And it's just, uh, you know, a bad situation to be in when you uh, are desperate for that one win. You got one crack at it. You got a team that you think, you know, you got a shot with, and then uh, he's going to be on the bench. And it's it's probably the smart move, you know, for him in the long run to make sure he doesn't make that injury any worse than, you know, if you have any – dreams of making that miracle run in the Big 12 tournament, that you're going to need him healthy for that. 
Uh, so, it, you know, the smart move is probably to, to keep him on the bench and, keep, and get him back to full health if possible. But it's just a bummer to know that, you know, you're already uh, an underdog going into a game like that. Uh, you're already over the season in the Big 12, and now your best guy is going to be on the bench. When you look at the guys that have a chance to return next year, who do you still think has a chance of making a big leap? That by next season, maybe it is one of the freshmen, maybe it's one of the veterans, but who can be still an impactful player in the Big 12, be a good player on a team that's at least decent next season, if they are decent next season? Yeah, that's a good question. I I still think Trey Jackson has something in him Mm -hmm. that can make him a really quality Big 12 contributor, maybe not an all-Big 12 guy, but you know he, he... Came on strong at the end of last season, making that freshman adjustment. He had to deal with COVID this season, so he probably didn't make the progress that uh, uh, would seem possible for this season. Um, I, you know, we've talked about Tyler Harris before, and I think he brings a lot of. I thought uh, he played well last he, night. Yeah, and you know he can use that speed of his to his advantage, and he's shown he can hit the three at least once in a while, even if he is uh, uh, going to be going up against taller shooters um, and. The, you know, obviously Xavier Foster's got a ton of potential if he can get past the uh, the injury situation. And, you know, outside of that, I don't know. Um, maybe a little something from Jaden Walker. Yeah. Uh, maybe Darlene Stone Dubar. I mean, we obviously haven't seen him play a lot lately. 20 uh, minutes last night, though. He's early in the Big 12 season. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, he's a guy that uh, might be able to bring something in. You know, Blake Henson was out mm-hmm. all this season with uh, whatever illness it is that hasn't been disclosed yet. and. Hopefully that's something he can get past and get and return for next year, and we can see what he's about at you know six seven two thirty five. He's a load. Size, if yeah. he can maintain that, yeah. Uh, so maybe you got some pieces to build around next year. I wouldn't expect this team to be dramatically better next season, but maybe there will be some guys who can show some flashes that uh, give you hope for a couple years down the road. Yeah, Condit underneath the basket defensively, he's a disruptor down there. I mean, he alters a lot of uh, a lot of shots. Um, He's, he's, you know, he's had a relatively good month of February now in, into March. Doesn't score a lot, but that's not what he's asked to do. But defensively, he's got a presence. Hey, do we know uh, what Coleman Land's plans are? We know Solomon Young is moving on. Uh, Coleman Land's, I mean, they they get that that the freebie this year if he wants it. Has he made up his mind on what's he going to do? Because he's a shooter and he can make some big shots. Is he moving on? Do you know? Uh, to my knowledge, I don't know what his future plan is. Of course, he's you know he's in his fifth. Sixth year now, I can't yeah. I've lost count uh, because you know he played. He was at DePaul for three seasons, played in two of those. He got the medical red shirt, played a couple seasons at Illinois before that, and so he's on his grad transfer year now. And yeah, can come back thanks to the blanket NCA waiver. But you you look at a guy who's been through as much as he has that, dealing with injuries and making that transition to Iowa State this year, and it would be completely understandable if he said, "I want to take my degree and move on, maybe mm-hmm. get a chance overseas or." In the, in the G League or something like that, and try to establish a pro career because at this point he's kind of old, you know, yep. uh, for getting into the pro game now. Right, it's kind of remarkable to think about. But with all the one and done culture in the world of basketball, he's kind of an oldster uh, to be yep. a rookie in, in the professional ranks, uh, and he's not going to get any younger by hanging around at Iowa State another year. Uh, so I wouldn't completely blame, blame him if he wants to move on. It would be very welcome for him to stay. I think he's really been able to show fans what he can do in the last month, month and a half, and uh, maybe build on that potential for next season. But as I said, if he has any pro 
uh, aspirations, uh, now would seem the time yep. to, to make that leap and give it a shot. Excellent point. I look forward to next week, the Big 12 tournament, of course. Well, uh, you lo- are you looking past K-State? Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we know where they're going to be. They're going to be the 10 seed. And uh, yep. if Texas Tech doesn't upset Baylor, they get to see the Red Raiders again. Just shows you the depth. That would be the seventh seed. That's crazy. Trent. Texas Tech. Yeah. For my money, one of the best fifteen teams in the country, hmm. and they're the seventh seed. This conference this year, they're it a has five seed in a lot yeah, of brackets right now. It's just been a bloodbath, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And you can think about you know, no, you got those bottom four seeds that play on the first day. That would, any of those teams would have to win four games in four days to win the Big Twelve championship. That's never happened. I don't even think a, a low four seed has made it to the championship game, much less won a championship in the Big Twelve tournament era. So it's really a tall order. And to think of a team like Texas Tech, as good as they are, or, or Oklahoma, as good as they are, would have to be in that seventh spot and would have to win four games in four days. Those are teams that are capable. They have the talent to win the Big 12 championship. But to put them in that position, to have to be in that position to win the Big 12 as a quality team like that, who will probably be top half seeds in, in the NCAA tournament, yeah, it speaks to how deep the the Big 12 is playing right now, and I think it's an even deeper conference than we anticipated. They might not have the high-end elite team like a Michigan or Iowa like the Big Ten have, but they do have a ton of depth, and so uh, it, it could be a really, really intriguing, or it'll be more than intriguing, maybe even exciting, and who knows, uh, uh, kind of a wild Big 12 tournament next next week. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, so what do, you make, what do you make of Baylor, who leads the conference right now, uh, really nice win over West Virginia. Followed that uh, an overtime win, a terrific basketball game. Followed that up by picking off the Cowboys and Cunningham, who I, I think he's the best player in the conference. He's not going to be the player of the year. Butler's going to win that. But regardless of that, uh, is, is Baylor back to being what they were prior to the shutdown in your mind? I don't think they're 100% there, but they're, they're getting close. They're probably 80 to 90% there. And after they, you know, get through the weekend and then get a couple of days to rest before heading to Kansas City, they'll probably be in a position where everybody's, you know, physically, uh, physically good to go and in a place where they're playing well enough. Obviously, they got a, those two wins you mentioned uh, that demonstrate they're getting back to that skill level and overall uh, level of play that made them one of the best teams in the country for most of the season. So they'll be as dangerous as anyone. I think Kansas is playing really, really well, so you obviously can't count them out and all those other teams we talked about. Oklahoma State could make a run. Uh, they got a quality team, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, you name them. Uh, there's going to be West Virginia. Could you, you know, could you really get it together? And not that they don't have it together now, but I mean, that just could, could be one of those teams that catches uh, fire and, and makes a makes a great week down in Kansas City too. So there's, it's going to be kind of wide open, but I would still consider Baylor the favorite, even if they're not a hundred percent of what they were before their shutdown. I was looking at some uh, Big Twelve tournament history. The first year of the Big Twelve tournament, '97. 10th seed in Missouri went all the way to the championship game. Did they? Lost two Kansas in that one. The most recent time that's happened, Baylor is a 9 seed back in 2009. Upset Kansas in the quarterfinals, the number 1 seed. Another upset in the semifinals, but ultimately lost to Demary Carroll and Mizzou mm. in 2009 as we go way back. Anything else on basketball, Ken? Uh, no, just, I mean, look, the, the K-State game was when? It was December, right, that, that they played? I think it was uh, in December. So yeah. do, you, do you give them a chance tomorrow? How do they... How, how can they put one in the win column? It's not going to make a heck of a difference as far as their head coach's future, I don't think, but it would sure look better than that big zero beside them. Yeah, the thing about Kansas State, though, I think they're a legitimately better team, maybe not dramatically different than they were in December, mm-hmm. but they have shown some improvement during the course of the season, and I think that's 
probably going to be enough to keep Bruce Weber around there. And I think he deserves to stay at Kansas State because that's not a place where you should be expecting Big 12 contender every season. They're going to have their ups and downs, and they're kind of on a down cycle right now. But Bruce Weber's a really, really good coach, and he's done a great job at Kansas State, and he's made this team better. That's kind of one of the hallmarks of what makes him a good coach. He makes his team better, and we're not seeing that from Iowa State. We're not seeing a, a, a Cyclones team that's consistently better at any you know particular area. Uh, they have some nights where they shoot really well. They have some nights where they defend really well, but obviously no night really they've put it all together and gotten that W yet. So it's hard to envision Iowa State getting a win against Kansas State. Maybe if K-State comes out a little flat and has tired legs because they've been playing a lot of makeup dates, I don't know. But Iowa State's just as likely to come out flat because they've had a busy week too. So it's really hard to, to envision a win unless, you know, maybe one of those guys that we mentioned, somebody catches fire for Iowa State, just has a huge game and, and carries that offense to the win. So uh, one final thing for me, and Ken and I were trying to wrap our mind around the tweet yesterday from Jamie Pollard, and it puts out basically the investment that the athletic department makes in each scholarship athlete over their five-year career, if they're a redshirt player, over $500,000, half a million dollars investment into the player. When you saw that tweet, I'm sure you did yesterday, Dave, what was your takeaway? Because Ken and I struggled to wrap our mind around why, why now? of it, yeah. yeah. If Jamie Pollard is trying to send a message, he's trying to do it subliminally, right? Because he didn't, in that tweet, didn't outright say, well, this is why we don't need <laughs> name image like this, right? <laughs> yeah. he, didn't, he didn't explicitly say, this is yeah. why we don't need to pay athletes. So there's some plausible deniability if somebody thinks he's trying to make a point uh, in that regard. He can say, no, no, I was just pointing out this mm-hmm. is the investment we make in our student-athletes. And if somebody wants to interpret it as, as saying, this is why we don't need those things, then you can quietly just agree with each other and, and move on. Uh, and I, I think his overall point, well, obviously, I don't know what his overall point is to be to be uh, explicit about it. But what I found interesting about it is that a lot of the assumptions there are made on five-year full-ride scholarships. And not every sport right. offers full-ride scholarships to every athlete. Wrestling is the most notorious for that. You get 9.9 equivalent uh scholarships but you can divide that up any way you want you can give a wrestler a one-third of a scholarship or a half a scholarship or a full scholarship so some of the numbers there are misleading in that regard and then there's i I was listening to you guys earlier talking about this the idea of what they what x amount would cost for travel or nutrition or weight training or whatever and i'm sure that those numbers are the highest possible you know estimations they can put into that number to come up with the highest possible estimation for what a scholarship's total value is. It does, still does not change the fact that a ton of TV money is pouring in because mm-hmm. we fans want to watch those players yep. and they're not seeing a commensurate value from that revenue source. It's uh, not the 60s or the 70s anymore when coaches were making $80,000 and dot, dot, dot. I, look, he's a bright man, Jamie Pollard. directors. Precisely. And he's a, he's a bright one. And I just couldn't figure out the timing. I thought this must be, look over here. Don't look at my basketball program here. Look, pay attention to this. Talk about this. Um, anyways, Dave Sprout. Good stuff, Dave Sprout. KASI 1430 on the AM dial. That's where Iowa State plays in Story County. We'll talk to you on Monday, Dave. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, guys. Take care. Appreciate it. Uh, Dave Sproul, KASI. This uh, LSU story with Les Miles, are you following it at all? Not really. So, 
this is an, and AD just found this and tweeted it out. I'm sure it'll be part of their show, but I'm going to borrow it anyways. <laughs> the Joe Vela, the former uh, athletic director at LSU. This is to June the 21st, 2013. And Les Miles is pulling the Eustachie, right, with the co-eds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- this is an email that open record request. Uh, Joe Vela, not bright as bright as the Big Ten ADs that came up with this third party <laughs> so they wouldn't be exposed due to Freedom of Information Act. Uh, Joe Vela is sending this to their legal counsel, whose name must be Bob, and the president of LSU, whose first name is... King, of all things, King Alexander. Bob and King, thanks for the call today. One more, one more time, I want us to think about which scenario is worse for LSU. Explaining why we let him go or explaining why we let him stay. Proactive or reactive? I always believe that people are innocent until proven guilty. And in this case, I believe he's guilty of insubordination, inappropriate behavior, putting the university, the athletic department, and the football program at great risk. I think we have cause. I specifically told him not to text, call, or be alone with any student workers. He obviously didn't listen. I know there are many possible outcomes and much risk either way, but I believe it's in the best interest in the long run to make a break. Well, they didn't make a break. He would go on to coach at least a couple more years at LSU. Uh, And now, of course, we know he's at Kansas. So... This is a bad look on Les Miles. It's an awful look on Les Miles. Mm-hmm. It's now becoming a much a, a, a much worse look than it was for LSU, whose AD at the time thought, you know what? I've talked to this guy before. I told him, don't be alone with any student workers. Quit texting. Quit calling. And I'll use his words. And he obviously didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Not good for Les Miles. No. Uh, we will uh, switch gears. And talk about the Hawks, who were really good last night against an overmatched Nebraska team. Um, Wisconsin looms Sunday, 1130. Tom Cakert, com with Miller and Condon next. 1460 KXNO 106.1 one for podcasting. A business name is important? Sure. For one, it's how we connect with you, find you, and do business with you. But what's behind the name matters more. Roshan Corporation of Iowa is now Graphite Construction Group. We're building offices, retail centers, tenant improvements, schools, and more. But the most important thing we build? Our relationship with you. Let's get started on your construction project. Visit us at graphitegrp.com. .org. As our country climbs out of its slowdown, Wolf Construction chooses to look at the positive trends and face the new challenges head on. But to face these challenges, we need help. Wolf Construction is searching for framing and trim carpenters of all experience levels. If you have a positive attitude, a good work ethic, and if you want an opportunity with a company that offers great pay and benefits, we'd love to have you apply. Click the Now Hiring button at wolfconstruction.net to get started. Be a part of something. This is KXNO. Trek Condon here to let you know my good friends at Renner's Warehouse are in heavy demand right now in Des Moines for three reasons. One, the rental market is booming. People rent during uncertain times and homes are getting leased fast. Two, with professional video marketing and self-showing technology, Renner's Warehouse meets all healthy and safety guidelines for our social distancing world. And three, with regulations changing so quickly, more people are learning that using an experienced property manager is far less stressful than trying to do everything yourself. Now is not the time to DIY or mess with inexperienced property managers. For a low 
flat monthly fee, Renner's Warehouse will take the grunt work off your plate with no upfront fees and no paperwork or 3 a.m. maintenance calls. Plus, they can help you turn your part-time rental into a full-time cash flow machine. And if you're a real estate agent, they're offering cash payments for referrals. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. That's 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse, Des Moines. You'll always participating locations plus tax. One in four families are impacted by pregnancy and infancy loss. That's why Amanda the Panda, a program of Every Step Grief and Loss Services, provides the Little Footprint Support Group. This virtual group offers a safe space to share and connect with others touched by miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss. Little Footprints welcomes anyone who has been impacted by prenatal and infant loss. To learn about our upcoming support group, which begins on April the 19th, visit everystep.org slash loss. Nationally known, locally owned. When you want a haircut, Supercuts will help you get that fresh cut feeling. Visit Supercuts.com to find a location and learn about our safe salon commitment. With nine Central Iowa locations, there's always a Supercuts nearby. Eleven thirty, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO, one hundred six point three on the FM dial. Let's get to Tom Cakerd, HawkeyeReport.com. Grateful to Tom Cakerd, he joins us each and every Friday, and he's with us now as we recap last night and look ahead to uh, Sunday. And will CJ Frederick be a part of it, or will he not be? Uh, Tom Cakerd joins the program. Tom, as always, uh, thank you for doing this for us, Trent and Ken. So let's start with Frederick. Uh, just um, you know, trying to read or listen between the lines, what uh, what was your takeaway pursuant to his availability, or is it too early yet uh, when it comes to playing Wisconsin on Sunday? I honestly think he's probably going to play. Um, he was moving fine um, when he was down on the bench after he came back out. Now, he was in the trade room after halftime for a little bit with uh, Brad Floyd, the trainer, and they seemed, you know, because he was on the bench right away to start the second half. And then he came out, and he was walking fine. He seemed in good spirits. seemed like he was moving around when he would get up. And so I, I think he's okay. Um, you know, there was no sense in putting him back out there right. um, in a 20-point game at halftime. There's just no – and I, I even tweeted this out. You know, I saw Luca go down. I saw Jordan go down. I'm like, Fran's going to get these dudes out of there as quickly as he can because it's just there's something bad that's going to happen here um, with somebody, and you don't want to risk it. So he got uh, the Austin Ashes of the world in there as quickly as he could. I think Austin Ash out there firing forty footers at the rim, and <laughs> yeah, everybody scored except for one in the game. It was a laugher, no doubt. I started off the show asking Ken and, and the day today when I saw it for the first time, how did this team beat Rutgers by 20? They're awful. Nebraska is about as inept as a team as you can find. Neutral court tomorrow, who you got? Iowa State or Nebraska? Mm. Boy, I, well, um, I was going to make a joke about that Nebraska looked like one of those swack teams that Iowa would bring in yeah. in no, early November, and mm. that's all that Iowa State has beaten this year's swack team. Yes. So. Um, maybe the Cyclones could get Nebraska. It was bad. It was just, I mean, I, it, and it surprised me. It really did because I thought Nebraska, you know, they, they'd won two in a row. Um, they'd been pretty frisky. You know, they mm-hmm. took, that's a team that took Illinois to 
to overtime. Tom, if they could have made a free throw, they would have beaten Illinois without (laughs) overtime. And that was with DeSumo in the lineup. Yes. That's what... uh, They've been really competitive, and but maybe they're just more competitive at home. And then on the road, they've kind of you know, other the back-to-back Maryland games. They've, the second one they played with an eight, yeah. but they but in the other games they at least look competitive. They didn't even look like they were competitive last night. No, they 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 certainly didn't. Uh, you know, it was fun to watch Tom in in a blowout. The the chemistry that Patrick McCaffrey and Joe Toussaint has, and it just wasn't last night. It's been on display. Uh, granted, maybe not to the level that it was last night uh, throughout the throughout the season uh, in in their playing time. So, just a remarkable, remarkable. Um, uh, those two have it going on. They're inside each other's head, uh, and that's certainly good for the team. Yeah, they've been roommates for couple years too so I, I think that really helps them uh kind of have that that comfort level with each other how about patrick he runs off the court after he's yes. you know bombing three threes and he pukes <laughs> you know so that's but he, and then he, he said yeah i used to do that in high school too and um he'd just run off the court and throw up and then he goes back in the game but last night there was no sense in putting him back in there um but he played Played really well, shot the ball really well, and that's a positive sign for a kid who's probably, I don't even know what he was shooting coming into the game from three, probably about 20% for the year, if that, and he hits three threes. uh, That's a real positive sign if he can knock down shots like that. All right, it's Wisconsin Sunday. It'll be on Big Fox, and though Iowa clubbed them in Madison, I just, I got a lot of scar tissue when it comes to the Badgers when I put my Hawkeye hat on, Mm. and... I've been waiting all season for this Wisconsin team to finally wake up. It feels like there's too much talent for them to be. I know they're still on the fringes of the top 25. I just thought this team was going to be a lot better. Is it Wisconsin still scared that maybe they finally wake up, or is it time for another clubbing for the Badgers? I think it's probably going to be another clubbing in line. Here's what I think with Wisconsin. I think last year... They fooled all of us by winning eight in a row towards the end of last year and getting a share of the Big Ten title. Good point. And I think everybody, because before then, everybody's like, oh, boy, Wisconsin's mm-hmm. not very good. They're just kind of struggling. And then they got hot for eight games, played out of their minds, and it was flukish. That's what I think I'm coming back to now is that that was just sort of, that was the anomaly. And that Wisconsin's really just not that good. And... Now they'll probably win on Sunday. I haven't said that, but I've said that for a while that I just think maybe that eight games was just a, a fluke more than anything else. They're four and six in their last ten, uh, coming off consecutive losses. Illinois picked them off, uh, and they made it close. And uh, Purdue, what was the Purdue game? Or Monday? Whatever. Earlier this mm-hmm. week uh, was wasn't yep. a bad game. So um, I mean, Trice is you, you always got to you got to know where he's going to be and Davison will make some good shots and commit some dirty plays and Potter's Potter um I just don't know what to make of that team Tom I I haven't been able to I, I never thought that they were amongst the elite in the Big 10 I didn't put them up with Michigan I, admittedly I was slow to go there with them I thought Illinois and Iowa were going to be when it, when the dust settled those would be the two teams on top but there was a, a lot of Wisconsin love and I think it's probably uh to your point the, the run that they went on late in the year last year so what uh, what could I guess conceivably knock the Hawkeyes off what will Wisconsin do if we're reconvening here on Monday and Trent and I are talking about what went wrong what would have gone wrong for Wisconsin to win 
Um, I think if if Reverse plays really well, um, he hasn't. You know, he he just hasn't played well, and that's just uh, that's I think kind of the or if Trice really just kind of goes off, but Trice has even gone off, and and they still can't win. So um, Reavers is the guy that just has this year in particular that just has not developed into kind of the even you know something serv- more beyond serviceable. He's just been pretty average and been in foul trouble a lot when I've been watching. So I think that's part of their problem is they um, they just they're not a deep team either, and uh, I think that also hurts them. So let's talk about the reserves that we got to see late in the game. Want to start sure. with the other Murray? We've sung the praises of Keegan so much, Chris. Looks just as bouncy. Looks hmm. like he's got some skills himself. Your thoughts of him going forward. And then also the big man, big Josh Ungalale, comes in, has the monster dunk, about decapitates the referee on the throw-through. He's raising the roof, and it looks like, most importantly, he's lost some weight coming along. Your thoughts on those two guys? Yeah. I've um, been hearing a lot of good things about Chris just in, in recent weeks. And with Jack Nungy down down for the season now, um, you know, they may need an extra body at times and and I think Chris can give him that. Um he's a lefty, a little different, more um more in the post than than Keegan is. Um not as bouncy I don't think as as his brother. Um but but still I think he's he could help him. And uh I, I think he's you know, Fran got into him a little bit during one of the timeouts and he talked about it after the game just you know, go get the ball, rebound it better, and he went and rebounded and stuffed one. So, um, you know, I think he's pretty good. And Josh, that was an awesome dunk. It, was <laughs> it really was. Maybe the, one of the highlights of the night, that and the floater from Ash were the two fun <laughs> highlights of the night, and he bounces it off Donnie Epley on the baseline. And, um, and the bench went nuts when he did that dunk because he, he hammered that one home. Yeah, good to see that. You know what else? One of the highlights too, uh, and Connor McCaffrey just—he had an awful shooting night. But Tom, my God, some of uh, some of his passes, whether it be a bounce pass or getting the ball deep inside to Luca, it's a thing of beauty to watch this guy distribute the basketball. Yeah, he had seven assists in the first half of the game, <laughs> and you don't see that very often. Only had one more the rest of the way, but they didn't really need him at that point. You're twenty-two or whatever. You, you don't need the push it too much but yeah he just sees the floor really well mm-hmm. um they were sagging off of him so he started shooting a little bit and wasn't shooting great but made one and um just enough to kind of make it a at least a threat um but he's way well, he just sees the ball he sees the floor so well um uh, just moving it up and down the court Tom Caker joining us, HawkeyeReport.com, part of the Rivals Network. Tom, I uh, want to go to football for a moment with you. Spring practice. We heard here in Central Iowa from Matt Campbell earlier in the week of Iowa State. He talked about getting things started in April. Any determination what spring practice is going to look like for the Hawkeye football team this year? I haven't heard a thing. Mm. I inquired about that yesterday. Um, just about a, the kind of an official start date. I kind of thought it was going to be like, last Wednesday of the month, which is the 31st, and it seems like that might end up being the date. Iowa's got their pro day on the 22nd, and usually that's right around when they start, is shortly after pro day, but it seemed like Kirk was going to maybe push it back a week, and I think the thinking at that time was 
well, we might have an opportunity to get some kids on campus uh, with, you know, potentially a dead period ending on April 16th, but now that's not going to happen. So I don't know what they're going to do, but it's, I don't expect we're going to get a look at anything. I think they're going to still be locked down from public view or even media view. So um, that's, that's kind of my guess is, uh, I don't know what Iowa State's doing, but I would imagine it's going to be the same situation for them too. Uh, Tom, I want to uh, give you an opportunity here to talk about the uh, the trial, uh, the promo that's going on at HawkeyeReport.com. You're good to us. We'd love to return the favor. I know that it's oh, new sure. subscriptions only, but uh, and they've uh, our listeners have some time should they be interested in doing that. But uh, what 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 are the particulars behind it? Yeah, we're doing a, um, a little March Madness promo. You know, it's spring football and also obviously basketball and uh, we'll be on the road got my credentials for the big 10 nice. yesterday so i'm very excited and uh 55 days free uh use the luca garza number just for fun nice, yeah. uh for march madness and uh you get 55 days free and and uh we'd appreciate it if anybody stops by that they sign up as a first time subscriber and and join us HawkeyeReport.com. And also some fans, Tom, did I see this yesterday? There will be limited tickets to the Big Ten tournament available? 8,000 tickets for the Big Ten basketball tournament. So that's terrific, isn't it? Yeah, and just look, it's a start. Yeah, it's it would be great. To, it's going to be weird. I think <laughs> players are going to have to adjust in the NCAA tournament to having fans around. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Tom, uh, thank you for doing this. We will talk to you next week. So you'll be in Indianapolis when we speak with you next week, by sounds of things. I will be there. Good stuff. And Lucas Oil Stadium, not at the Pacers Arena, but they're going to be playing yeah, in the big the, building? Yeah, the the women's tournament is at, is at uh, Banker's Life. Okay. And the men's tournament is going to be at Lucas Oil. <laughs> That's going to be odd. Yeah, it really will. Tom, uh, thank you. We'll talk to you next Friday, Tom. Appreciate you coming on. Actually, okay, you know what? You uh, it'll be next yep. Thursday. Trent and I are off Friday because we have Iowa State women oh, in the right. Big 12 tournament. So we'll talk to you on Super. Thursday, Tom Caker. Just a heads up, okay? That sounds awesome. Thanks, sounds bud. awesome. Thank good, you, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Tom Caker at com. Yeah, we're off next, a week from today. Yeah, the 4-5 game in the Big 12 uh-huh. women's tournament with Iowa State involved there. And uh, be a short show for you again on Wednesday as we'll have Dowling Catholic against Johnston. What time do they play? They play at 10 in the quarterfinals. So after that wraps up, kind of like yesterday, 11-15, 11-20, you and me can take it up till noon. Think that works? And you've got a game at noon, too, or no? No, Cedar Falls plays Dubuque Senior. Probably not a whole lot of local interest for that one. Okie dokie. Uh, we will uh, we'll have Cappy on Wednesday at some yeah. point, so that'll be our first guest. Uh, we will take it. No, you know what we're going to do right now? Give four of our listeners, Ooh. and you have to be newbies. You can't have played for Claxton's Barbecue in the last month. That's the rule. That's the rule. Not only can you not have won, you can't have played in the next in the last month. So if there's still four of you out there that haven't, uh, and there should be, hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully there's a lot more of you out there yes. than that, Two eight four five nine six six. If you haven't played in a month, now is your opportunity. We'll give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. The runner-up gets 25 If you're getting a ring, stay there. Trent will come right to you. Claxons BBQ next, 1460 KXNO. 107- it matters.
Joined by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky from Elite Eye Care. Dr. Sawatsky, you can help people that have had issues wearing contacts with specialty contact lenses. What's cool about them is they can fit all sorts of different eyes. So if you have an eye disease or really high prescription and you can't wear soft contact lenses, we fit you in these specialty contact lenses that allow you to get clear vision and good comfort. If people are looking to give contacts another shot, tell them where they can go. Come out to Elite Eye. You can visit our website, eyedoctordemoines.com. XNO. UFC 259 is this weekend and is sure to be action-packed with three title fights taking place in one night. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100-1 to odds on either fighter to land a punch during the title fight. Pick either main event fighter to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 259 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100-1 to odds. Just bet $1 on either fighter to land a punch and if that happens you will cash $100 download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday that's code KXNO to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Iowa only new customers only restrictions apply see DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details Gambling problem? Pie. Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Well, I did it. I had my vasectomy procedure with the Urology Center of Iowa. It was quick, efficient, and I was in and out in less than a half hour. The big bracket for college hoops is coming out soon. If you want an excuse to chill on the couch while watching wall-to-wall basketball, then it's time to make the call to the Urology Center of Iowa to schedule your vasectomy. Call 515 400 3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final segment of the week. Trent will have high school basketball tonight. The 5A state championship, Waukee, Johnston, one versus two. And Paul, Drew, Frank, and Jared are four contestants. That's going to be our tiebreaker. Total points in the championship Ooh, game. That's a tricky one, huh? Closest without going over. I'll ask you at the end how many points you think okay. are going to be scored. Uh, but we'll do the uh, the three uh, games that move the needle here, and we'll throw uh, Illinois and Ohio State uh, into the mix. You're playing for a $35 gift certificate from Claxons. Whoever gets the most right gets the $35 certificate. The runner-up gets $25. let us go to Paul, first of all. Hi, Paul. How are you? Fine. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're with us here, Paul. Let's get into it. Uh, 5 o'clock tonight, you and I and Drake. Drake is a six-and-a-half-point favorite, Paul. Drake. K-State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow over Iowa State. K-State. Illinois or Ohio State on Saturday? Is that a pick Yes, it is. Where is it at? Uh, Columbus. Columbus. There you go. Is that Columbus? I'll take Ohio State. Taking the home team. Uh, speaking of home teams, uh, Iowa is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Wisconsin on Sunday. Go Hawks. Uh, 5A state championship. Waukee Johnston. Total points. Closest without going over is the tiebreaker, Paul. 110. Thanks, Paul. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. Uh, Drew is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Drew. 
Hey, Kenny. Uh, you and I get six and a half from Drake tonight. I'll take the six and a half, you and I. All right. K-State is a three and a half point favorite over the Clones. K-State. Ohio State is at home against Illinois. Who do you want in that one? The Illini. Uh, Iowa, six and a half point favorite over Whiskey. Hawkeyes. Total points tonight. Waukee Johnson closest without going over, Drew. 99. Have a good weekend, Drew. Thank you. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it. Uh, Frank is with us. Hey, Frank, how's your week? Doing good. Good. Uh, Drake is a six and a half point favorite over you and I. Uh, take Drake. K State is a three and a half point favorite over Iowa State. K State. Ohio State, Illinois, pick them. Ohio State. Iowa gives six and a half to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Total points in the 5A Girls State Championship tonight. Waukee Johnston. 92. Frank, have a good weekend. Thanks. Thank you. And Jared brings Claxons to a close for another week. Will Jared be the first to take the clones? Jared, no pressure. You don't have to. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Good. Drake, six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Panthers. Take Drake. K-State, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. I'll go with the Cyclones. Taking the Clones. Did I pressure you? I feel bad if I did. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Okay. All right. Uh, Illinois or Ohio State uh, tomorrow? Illinois. And Iowa, six-and-a-half-point favorite over Wisconsin? Uh, Wisconsin. Uh, here's the tiebreaker. Closes without going over. Waukee versus Johnson tonight. Total points. I'll go 95. Jared, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate Claxons. 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Claxon. Claxon. BBQ.com in business serving barbecue to the good folks in Altoona and the surrounding area. Heck, it's worth the drive from West Des Moines for crying out loud. Claxon's barbecue uh, in Altoona. All right, Trent, you've got the 5A tilt tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, this is the rubber match you said, so they both won a game this year against each other. Yeah, they both won on each other's floor, too. Wow. Johnston won in Waukee. Waukee won in Johnston. They played last year for the state championship. The number three seed a year ago, the Dragons, pulled the upset to bring home the 5A title as they look to go back-to-back against number one Waukee. Both have one loss this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, it came at the hands of each right. other. It is as Did even. you do either of those two games? I did the second one, the okay. rematch. And Waukee, you could tell they were not real pleased about mm-hmm. that first loss as they came back on both the girls' and the boys' side up in Johnston and avenged their only losses of the season there at that point. I think this is a toss-up game. I really do. I think this is going to be one that's going to come down to the wire. But I disagree with everybody in their point total picks. There's going to be a lot of points in this. Is one. there? Both these teams like to play at fast pace. So what was the highest? 110. I think Paul took a buck ten. 110 was the number. They both averaged. Uh, I think it's 68 points a game for Waukee. Oh. 65 points a game for Johnston. They want to push the pace. It's going to be a really good game. And the thing with Waukee, they can shoot it really well. As can Johnston. But the difference in the middle is Jada Jimphy. She's a junior, already committed to play at Iowa for Coach Bluter over there. She's really talented. She had. 18 rebounds in the quarterfinals. She had 17 rebounds yesterday in the win against Iowa City West. She's 6'1". She's super athletic. Really, really good. Waukee's going to have to find a way to combat her. If they can do that, they'll win. If Jimphy has a good game, 
Johnson will win. I think that's kind of the simplest way going to go, and you can hear it here tonight on KXNO. Yeah, 7 o'clock. So what time do you take the air? Right at 7? No, about 6.45. We'll uh, hop on with the pregame there, get ready for the matchup, dive a little bit deeper, and tip off at 7. And the pomp and circumstance, they do such a great job with the girls' tournament. I just I love what the girls' union does. They make it feel so special for every one of those girls. They do such a great job. Do you have a play tonight away from high school hoops? you like a game tonight? I do. Um, I told you I like you and I. Not my favorite one, though, of the night. Uh, Let me pull up my list here. Oh, here it is. You ready? Fire away. Liberty's really good. In football. And in basketball. Okay. The Hatters are going to keep it tight. You know where the Hatters are from? Manhattan. Stetson. That's the Jaspers you're thinking about over there. Grab Stetson and the 10.5 tonight. There is my pick as I went undefeated last week, and we try to do it two weeks in a row. These picks at the end of the yeah, show are going pretty you know well. Let you know you do the other, go the other way. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to happen. Take, take liberty. NCAA tournament, I'm going to be like 20% picks. Uh, Murph and Andy, 1-3. to three. The Fanatics will be in at 3 o'clock. Don't forget there's local programming on Saturday morning. Saturday morning pregame. Sean Roberts, Emery Zamora will be here. Yeah, Emery's no longer part of it. No? Zamora's part of it. Uh, and Justin Miller? I gotta get that right. Mr. Miller. Mr. Miller. Kids working his tail off. Have a wonderful weekend. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.